G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Graham McDonald is going to be our guest over this coming hour. Graham is the founder of the website Did You Know? That's spelt D-I-D-U-N-O. And the Christian Connection series, he's a long-time passionate advocate for children's ministry and a champion of educating and informing Australians of our Christian heritage. And so a special welcome along to you, Graham MacDonald. Great to talk to you. Uh, thank you, Neil. Appreciate the introduction. Thank you. Well, Graham, when you sent me a note recently on one of your latest articles talking about Jesus, the best-known person ever, I just knew that we needed to have a conversation here and talk about Jesus, the best-known person ever, because I know that uh, you've done the uh, the whole uh, Googling thing, and this is the way most people would say, how would I actually find out who the best-known person ever is? I'd, uh, I'd have to Google that. And when you do Google that, what was uh, what did you find? Well, it was really interesting because there's actually quite a variety of um, responses to that question. Um, Jesus is the one that comes up with organizations that have some sort of credibility um there's sometimes muhammad comes up and then there's uh, sometimes even hitler has come up as some of the best uh, known person people ever but when when you dig down deep you you see that um in reality it is jesus all the evidence points towards jesus um every time well, the best-known person ever is the person that we as Christian believers follow. And I imagine, Graham, that it's something for every Christian believer to, uh, if we know that he is the best-known person ever, to make sure that we know him. I mean, we could talk about what the Bible says, and, and we'll, we'll come to some of those things, no doubt, about what it is to know Jesus, because you can know things about him. And then there's this deeper relational way of actually knowing Jesus. We can talk about some of those things, but he is the person to get to know. He certainly is. And I, I think one of the things that even surprised me is that um, when when you dig deep again, you look at what what's unique about Jesus. The unique thing is, well, his, his birth, but that's unique to many, many other leaders. Um, his death is also unique to many other religious leaders and, and even ordinary leaders. But his resurrection is absolutely unique. There is no other religious dictator or anybody that has any evidence of resurrection. And I think that's what really astounded me is that, again, you look at the um, the Hindu re- religion, you look at the um, Muslim religion, you look at the Christian religion, and those three major religions, as you've already said, account for Roughly seventy percent of the world's population have in their in their sacred writings actually have verses that talk about the birth, the death, 
and the resurrection of Jesus. And that, 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 that astounds me. I mean, that, I think, for itself, counts as being why Jesus is the best-known person ever. And, Graham, when we're talking perceptions, I suspect that many Christians... Uh, think that Jesus is confined to the Bible. You know, we talk about the Old Testament, the New Testament, but Jesus wouldn't surely be mentioned in the sacred, holy writings of the Hindus or of uh, the Muslims. But what you're saying is that Jesus certainly is referenced in the holy writings of those other two big world religions. Oh, he certainly is. And, and this is one of the reasons why we, we put that, um, well, I sent you the note about it, and it's on our website, obviously. But the other thing is, too, that um, the historians um, over the years um, who were not religious at all, they've recorded. Um, one, of course, is Josephus. There's another one, Tassius, which are historians in the, the time of the, the Roman Empire. And they've got writings on about who Jesus was. And then there's a, another um, writer, a theologian, uh, about 248 years after Christ's death, a gentleman by number Oregon, who obviously looked at different aspects of um, history and also recorded about about Jesus. But in, in the Quran, there is, um, I, I think it's either 93 or 94 um, mentions of the name of Jesus in, in the, in the um, Muslim Quran. And of course, if we're talking context of how other religions refer to Jesus, uh, they do refer to him, and we'll talk about some of these references as a historical figure, uh, but they would deny that Jesus is the Messiah, and there are denials that Jesus rose from the dead. These are the claims of Christianity. Uh, but, uh, but, but the very fact that there is acknowledgement of the person of Christ and some alignments with these early understandings of what Christians uh, believe about Jesus, those things actually affirm what we uh, believe from the Scriptures. Yeah, and it's really interesting is that you, you talk about the, the, the Messiah. Actually, in the Quran, it, uh, Muhammad's actually written, or whoever wrote it, has written down that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is um, the son of Mary. Um, and it's, it's really interesting that when you look at the, the Quran and the uh, scriptures, the, the Bible, you see that the, um, the events leading up to the mentioning about the fact that Jesus is going to be born is done on both occasions in those books by an angel. The angel comes to Mary in the Quran and says that, you know, she's going to have a child. But she says, but how come I've, you know, I'm not married, um, all those things. And the, the angel says, that's all right, God can deal with that. And then we have a similar story um, in, the, um, in the Holy Bible, which says the angel came to Mary and says, you know, you found favor with God. You're going to have a child, call him Jesus. So it's really interesting that they're so close, those, those parallel stories. Well, Graham, as we get our conversation a little deeper today, I suppose it is actually a good thing to remind listeners that Christians see the Bible as God's inspired holy word. Uh, the in inspired scriptures, uh, you could talk about all sorts of things, infallible, inherent, uh, inerrant, and all of those sorts of things. We won't get into uh, definitions of what those things all mean. But, but when it comes to the authority that Christians see as God's inspired word to humanity, 
uh, from the Old Testament and the New Testament, so our Holy Bible. So when we're making references to some other holy books from other world religions, uh, the one that we would uh, attest as uh, God's holy word is the Bible. So let's just sort of set a a foundation there because we are going to be talking about other uh, holy books from these other world religions, but uh, the one that we'll be uh, talking about as being the one of authority that Christians follow uh, is in fact the Bible. Uh, That is, I guess that's your your thoughts on on the value of actually uh, making uh, that... uh, that assertion right in the beginning of our conversation today, Graham. Oh, certainly, and and I, and I think that's I think that's important because um, it it would it, again just by looking through the the different um, writings, it would seem that the um, the writers of the Bible um, have got more um, um, validated information about Jesus, his words, his teachings, um, and and somewhere along the line, some of those teachings have been uh, embraced by or taken on board by the, the Muslim faith and also by the Hindu. But yeah, I, I, initially, of course, the, the authority to all of this is about who Jesus is, and this we get from the scriptures. And I think the, the, the thing for me is that if, if people are really sincere about finding out the, the reality and the truth of these things, that it's the person of Jesus that will lead them to the truth. And um, so irrespective of the, 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 the religion, I think once people start and open themselves up to go, well, who is this Jesus? Let, let us find out who this Jesus is. And, um, and obviously the, the, the best authority um, is obviously in, in the Bible, the Holy Bible. Well, when we talk about the Bible, we are talking about eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life, his teaching, and his ministry. When we talk about these other holy books of other world religions, uh, where there is mention of Jesus, it's because uh, those ancient and holy books of those other world religions have had to uh, put their own view of who Jesus is because he has much made such a significant major impact uh, on the whole world of religion. Yeah, that's and that's true. And and the the thing is, he, he in reality cannot be ignored because you're right. There's there's so many um, aspects of Jesus, so many levels that um, you know you you have to recognise. He's a he's a person in history who, um, in his short period of time on li- in, in life here on earth, actually left an incredible legacy that today is is. In, in the, in the uh, Christian religion, there's like 2.2 billion adherents throughout the world. Um, and, and in the uh, Muslim religion, we've got 1.6 billion and there's 1.3 billion Hindus. But all of those have this mention of this person, Jesus, in their holy scriptures, which to me is, has got to be people recognize the significance of this man or this person or the Son of God um, it, and, and his contribution to, to uh, 
to our, our civilization. Now, we're going to primarily focus on what the Holy Scriptures from the Hindus and Holy Scriptures from the Muslims say. Uh, Of course, there are other world religions. Of course, there's Judaism. Uh, We often talk about Judaism on this program and uh, often the alignments because Judaism has as its primary scriptures our Old Testament. But there are other uh, world religions too. People talk about Buddhism. Uh, Confucianism. Uh, people talk about New Age religions. There are all sorts of world religions that uh, could be uh, uh, drawn attention to, and uh, and Buddhism and those sorts of things. But we're going to focus on uh, Hinduism and on uh, Muslim religion today, and uh, talk about some of these al- uh, alignments. Uh, so let's start with the birth of Jesus. Uh, what does the Hindu uh, holy scriptures say with regard to the birth of Jesus, Graham? Well, this is just one of the scriptures that that we've actually used, and it says, um, and I'll read it as it is um, in the um, in the, the holy writing, but I'll obviously do it in English. And it says, King Saka asks, "May I know who you are?" That man replied happily, "I am the son of God." born to a virgin. My name is Isa Masiha. Now, that's almost word for word for, um, you know, who, who, who Jesus would answer as he's the son of God, and his name obviously in, in, the, um, in our English translation is, is uh, Jesus. Um, in the particular uh, version that we did on the, uh, the Hindu uh, Purana was Isa Masiha. Okay, now that's what's in the Hindu writings with regard to the birth of Jesus. Uh, is that the only reference that you're aware of, Graham, or are there other references as well? My my understanding is in, to understand the Hindu um, uh, writings, there's literally thousands and thousands of writings, uh, sacred writings, uh, that the Hindu people um, would adhere to. And, and it varies in different parts of the world, I understand. But again, what we did, because this was... You know, this is an article that's hopefully read by many people, and because of the size of the, the, the timing and everything, we had to sort of restrict ourselves to those critical um, uh, parts of the scriptures that actually talked about the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus. I mean, th- there's no doubt a whole lot of other um, areas that we could have explored, but for the the brevity of this paper, we've just restricted it to these examples of the three main tenets of Jesus, his birth, death and resurrection. Okay, and we'll work our way through some of those and listeners might like to contribute to the conversation too. You might uh, be able to enlarge a little on some of your understanding of Hindu scriptures or of the Muslim scriptures known as the Quran. Let's talk about what the Quran, the Muslim scriptures, say about the birth of Jesus. What uh, What is uh, evident there, Graham? Okay, I'll, again, I'll, I'll read um, from, uh, I hope I get these pronunciations right, the Surah 19, uh, Marianne 19 to 20. And, and this is a quote, direct quote. He said, I am but a messenger from the Lord. This is talking about the birth of Jesus. I am but a messenger come from the Lord to give you a boy most pure. She, Mary, said, How shall I have a son whom no mortal has touched, neither have I been unchaste? And then the angel replied, Even so, the Lord has said, That's easy for me, and we may appoint him a sign unto men and a mercy from us. This is a thing decreed. So God 
that the angel came, said to Mary, Mary, you're going to have a child. She responds by saying, hey, I'm, I'm the virgin. I'm, I'm not married, not being touched. And the angel says, that's all right. God can deal with that. And, of course, when we bring the comparison of those other sacred uh, scriptures from other world religions and we make a comparison to our Christian Holy Bible, uh, let's talk about uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 26 and 28. Uh, and, of course, this is what the Bible teaches about Jesus. Uh, you want to read that for us, Graham? Yeah, sure. This, this is, again, this is the angel coming to Mary, and he says, and Mary gets a bit startled when the angel appears. And the angel says, don't be afraid, Mary. You've found favor with God. You'll be with child and give birth to a son. You'll give him the name Jesus. Now, again, this, at this point in time, um, Mary was only engaged to Joseph. And, and in that particular era, for someone to, for a girl to fall pregnant while not married was quite shameful. But this is the way it was. And, and so the angel um, announced the fact that you're going to have a child. And Mary, we all know from the scriptures that Mary was a virgin, hadn't been, um, hadn't been married. And uh, again, God was able to deal with that as well. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. An interesting conversation you might like to participate in. We are talking about perceptions of Jesus, the best known person ever. Graham MacDonald is our guest, the founder of the website Did You Know? and the Christian Connections series. You might like to be part of the conversation. 1-800-316-316. In fact, Graham, let's take a call. And I haven't heard from this lady for some time. A special welcome to you, Robin from Mount Morgan. Yes, hi. Um, yeah, of Jesus, he's the most, um, he may be the most well-known name, but he's the most misunderstood and misrepresented. But I thought it was really interesting. Um, a Muslim lady, I actually met her. She came out to Australia. She's written a book. She was um, born of a very well-known uh, Muslim family, um, but was crippled. And uh, anyway, I'll just cut to the chase. Uh, Jesus, she called out on Allah and, you know, thinking that was... Anyway, Jesus turned up in her room and she said, Who are you? And he said, um, I'm Jesus. Read about me in the Quran. Now, a lot of people would... A lot of Christians might take um, what's the name to that because they'd say, Oh, how can that be? But, but Jesus will come to us in what we know, what what is you know what we understand of him and uh she obviously realized that he was more than just a prophet and she she knew he was lord so she went looking for christian fellowship so what i'm saying is it's very very important that christians know him and his word and his deeds and his presence not just um give mental assent to the name and uh, we can all fall into that trap of misrepresenting him and um misunderstanding him if we don't know his character and his word. Robin, what great thoughts. Uh, response from Graham, uh, misunderstood, misrepresented. And when we talk about knowing Jesus, we're talking about knowing a person. What are your thoughts and response for Robin? Yeah, uh, Robin, thank you. I've actually uh, read that book and um, absolutely incredible. And it's so true. It, it's, it's about coming to know about Jesus, but then also knowing him personally. And uh, this is where I think a lot of people struggle. And uh, one one of the things I say to folk is saying, you know, if, if Jesus, Jesus, actually Jesus has come that we might have life and have it in abundance. God 
God's plan for our lives is he wants us to have a life that's got purpose, got meaning. It doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be healthy, wealthy and wise. It may, but it's more about um, that relationship where your your life actually has some meaning. And so when when you get to know who Jesus is, then you say to Jesus, I want I want your plan for my life. And it's 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 relatively simple, but it's it's if you if you really mean that, and you say, Lord, you know, I've done things wrong, but Lord, I I want I want to say yes to your plan for my life. That's when the changes happen. When it's about, as you say, Robin, it's about knowing Jesus personally. It's about knowing Him, and um, yeah, it just makes it just makes a, a whole lot of difference in people's lives. Robin from Mount Morgan, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for being part of 2020 today. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. If you'd like to join in our conversation, and in fact, just before we move on, because we want to walk through the uh, the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus, and what these alternate uh, holy sac- uh, uh, sacred uh, books say. But Jesus, the person, the Son of God, isn't restricted to being only words on a page in a book. Uh, this is one of the important things, I think, uh, Graham, as we talk about the person of Christ. And uh, we're going to be talking some more about his resurrection and his ascension, sitting at the right hand of the Father. But, but we can't restrict him to just being words on a page. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's a reality. And, and I think this is one of the, the, the things I think is rather sad is um, I remember hearing a story about um, a nativity scene. This happened in London, in a big store in London. There was a nativity scene, and there's a young boy with his mum, and he's looking at this nativity scene, and he says to his mum, Mum, why, why did they give the boy a swear word for a name? And standing beside him was, uh, he didn't know this man, of course, but standing beside him was a, uh, a guy who was a producer, Christian guy, and uh, he was a producer of um, programs and, and uh, pro- different productions and what have you. And he went and wrote a, uh, a play called um, It's a Boy. And uh, I understand it's been played in, in London. I don't know any more than that. But I think that perception of that little boy was why did they give the, this baby the name a swear word for a name and uh, sadly i think that's that's a a concept in in many many people's minds yes uh, the name of jesus has a swear word a significant one and sometimes we're uh, remiss in not correcting people when they do use the name of jesus as a swear word uh, oftentimes you might be uh, asking for a little bit of trouble, but uh, I think sometimes it's worthy of, of speaking up. We are taking calls, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. A quick call. Uh, let's hear from Chris in Victoria. Hi, Chris. Welcome along. Uh, good day, Neil. Yeah, I, I just want to make a comment. It's just like, um, as you know, the Holy Bible is the only true Word of God, so I wouldn't be too um, enamored by Jesus being mentioned in other faiths because obviously they're inspired by the other guy. Um, so I would say that the reason that he isn't there is not to declare his greatness, but to uh, sort of like use the devil to deceive others that all road leads to God, you know, that any faith can lead you to, to God or heaven or whatever. You know? uh, good thoughts there, Chris. Your response, uh, Graham? Uh, I, I think Chris made a, a wonderful point. Absolutely, I agree with you. I think the thing for me, Chris, is that um, when when I talk to folk from Hindu and or um, Muslim religions, none of them have really ever heard about Jesus. They've heard about 
the other teachings, but they've not heard about the teachings of Jesus. And, and this is one of the reasons why, for me, if we, we can encourage people from the Hindu, the Muslim, and the, the Christian faith to come together and talk about their religions, but let's, let's use Jesus as the, the foundation, because there's a lot of other areas where we, we just obviously will never, ever agree. But if we've got an agreement and we can start with Jesus, my, my conviction is that God could use that to uh, bring people into um, a better relationship with each other, um, maybe not be so judgmental of, of each other, but also, you know, the name of Jesus is the name above all names. And, and uh, as we heard from um, the previous caller, a lady who called on the name of Jesus and, and incredible things happened. I think that's that also could happen in our world if we get people to start and talk about not about their religion but about the Jesus the Jesus of history. Thank you to Chris from Victoria, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's talk about the death of Jesus, and uh, we're just about two and a half minutes out from news, so uh, we'll go quickly here and enlarge after the news. But the death of Jesus in the Hindu scriptures, Graham? Yeah, actually, it's it's really profound. It says it's in the Hindu Veda. It says God will offer Himself as a sacrifice for the redemption of mankind. Wow. Okay. Powerful words in that Hindu Veda. Uh, yep. What about the Quran, the uh, the Islamic uh, holy book? Uh, what reference there to Jesus' death? It says, uh, this is uh, the, it, written in the Surah, um, Peace be upon me the day I was born and the day I die and the day I am raised up alive. That is, Jesus, son of Mary, in word of truth concerning which they are doubting. So yeah, so this it's it's quite to me it's quite profound that they've actually got these words there. That's right, and that is in uh, the Quran. And when we contrast that with our Christian holy book, the Holy Bible, uh, the death of Jesus uh, in his final words, Graham. Yes, in his final words, it's finished. The work that Jesus was called to do on earth was to live the perfect life, to be the sacrifice for the as it says in the the um, Vedas, for the um, redemption of the world, for our sins forgiven. It's all about Jesus taking the punishment that we deserve, taking it in our place, and he says it's finished. And we are making some comparisons this hour between the sacred books of other world religions. Uh, for Christians, we take the authority to the Holy Bible because that's the one, as we were saying, uh, those eyewitness accounts are in there from uh, the disciples and from those followers who knew Jesus, who saw these events happen, and these are the things that are recorded in the Bible. We are going to continue our conversation in the next hour after Vision National News. You can be a part of our conversation. We're talking about the best-known person ever, Jesus Christ, and what the Bible teaches about him. But also, today, something a little bit different to what we normally talk about. What are other world religion sacred writings saying about Jesus? Because he's in their writings too. Uh, I wonder what they think about Jesus. Perceptions of Jesus. You can be part of our conversation. 1-800-316-316. Graham McDonald's our guest the founder of Did You Know? We're back with more after Vision National News. Graham McDonald, we've talked about Jesus' birth. 
Uh, we've talked about inclusions in the Hindu sacred writings and also in the Muslim sacred writings as compared and contrasted to what we understand about Jesus in the Holy Bible. So his birth, and we touched on his death. Of course, the death of Jesus, so important, Graham, because uh, what's coming up, of course, is Easter time and Good Friday is the day that Christians uh, commemorate and remember Jesus' death on the cross. Uh, Such a significant thing to be thinking about and to talk about at this time. Yeah, I think the the thing is that um, somehow along the line, I I think there's people that have become um, uh, a little bit blasé about the the reality of of what we call Good Friday. But the the reality of it was that um, the Son of God actually, in history, actually uh, died a heinous death. And he did that for mankind. And uh, the fact that I, I that we know that Easter is um, celebrated in so many countries throughout the world, even in those countries where there's um, um, a lot of persecution and all those things, Easter is still a very significant time in history. Well, we've been working through some of the inclusions in those other sacred writings of other world religions. And uh, for those who've just joined our conversation, uh, we're primarily focusing on Hindu writings and on the Islamic Uh, Muslim writings known as the Quran but of course there are other world religions we're not so much focusing on them today we often talk about uh, Judaism uh, the Jewish religion in comparison with Christianity and of course Christianity and Judaism share uh, the Old Testament as uh, a crossover point there and of course what people believe about Jesus as the Messiah is big uh, for people who come from a Jewish background there are other world religions as well and uh, when we talk about Buddhism uh, or when we talk about New Age religions, those sorts of things uh, they uh, you might like to contribute uh, or to shut down conversation if you wanted to contribute along those lines. But we are talking about the sacred writings and what they include. Let's move on to uh, sacred writings and what they might say about the resurrection of Jesus, the best known person ever. Uh, what do the Hindus say, Graham? Uh, the Hindu, there's, there's got, there's quite a, a, a substantial verse in there that talks about the, the uh, resurrection, but I'll, I'll read the part that actually makes the point. Remember, this man is dead, but this man comes alive on his own. And that's uh, a part of the, the Hindu sacred writings. Okay, the Hindu recognition of the resurrection of Jesus. Now, that might not be uh, an eyewitness account, but I suppose if we're being a little critical in our thinking about that, uh, the important thing to raise there, Graham, is that the Hindu writings recognize that the uh, ones who were there in the first century, those eyewitnesses, and what is recorded in the known writings of the day, actually do reflect that this was the teaching, that Jesus rose from the dead. Yeah, I, and I think that's what's, what's rather astounding, is that um, the, these, these other two major religions actually have these, this writing within their, their own sacred scriptures. And, and again, um, further to that, the gentleman who called just prior to um, the news, I think that if... The, these teachings that are already in the sacred um, writings of three, those three uh, religions were explored together, um, the fact that it is Jesus, I think, would actually 
um, cause there to be a, a greater understanding and possibly you know, eliminate a lot of the racism and goodness knows what that we have in our world today. Okay, now what does the Muslim sacred writing in the Quran say about Jesus and his resurrection? Well, that actually was, um, we talked about that. That actually is also about the death of resurrection and his um, his uh, coming alive again. And I'll read it again. It says, Peace be un, um, upon me the day I was born and the day I die, and the day I am raised up alive. That is, Jesus, son of Mary, in word of truth concerning which they are doubting. And so that's just a, a transliteral um from the Arabic into the English. So in Surah 19 in the Quran, uh, the the reference there is to Jesus' death and resurrection. And that's significant, uh, Graham, when it's used in the same sentence, that the resurrection is following the death of Jesus, a significant recognition of the truth of what has been recorded about Jesus. Mm, yeah. And, and and I think this, this, therein lies, I think, a part of the issue that we face, um, Neil, is that even within the, the Christian uh, community, Christian faith, um, and the, the actual, the number of people who actually um, study the scriptures, who study about Jesus, I think is not as many as it could be. And I think once they started, um, if, if we could encourage people to be, uh, more diligent in in studying and and finding out more about this Jesus. In in let, let's stay with those three 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 religions. Um, there's a lot of people who would then have, I believe, a different perspective on life, um, and would expose themselves to more of the teachings of Jesus because his teachings, by and large, are, are all about compassion, about um, serving others, about being considerate for others. And uh, there's, there's so much that we all can learn from the teachings of Jesus. Now, let's, uh, let's uh, draw an alignment here, because if we talk about what the Hindu sacred writings and the Muslim sacred writings say about the resurrection of Jesus, uh, let's make the comparison to our Christian sacred writing, the Holy Bible. Uh, because this is an important uh, aspect. You've quoted Matthew chapter 28, uh, and there's quite a, a passage there. But uh, when we look at Matthew 28, and there'd be lots of uh, references to uh, Jesus' resurrection, uh, not least of those when you count up the more than 500 witnesses that saw the resurrected Jesus. I mean, that's significant in itself. But but your reference in Matthew 28, uh, do, read that one for us, please, Graham. Yeah. Um, and, and this is the angel, he said to the women, the women were looking for Jesus uh, uh, after the, the death and uh, burial. And uh, they, they go to the burial site and uh, the angel says, don't be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay, then go quickly and tell the disciples, he's risen from the dead. And he'd... as you say, he was then seen by one, twos, groups of people and up to 500 at one one um, stage where 500 people actually saw Jesus after his resurrection. And that's important because uh, when Paul wrote about the 500 who had seen Jesus at uh, that one time, uh, those people were alive and able to refute 
uh, that fact if they, in fact, had not attested to its truth. And, of course, uh, recognising that when more than 500 witnesses see a resurrected person, well, then uh, there is no doubt in the minds of those first-century believers. So credibility there, Graham, for the first-century writings of those Gospels and those epistles about Jesus who raised from the dead. Yeah, and and I think the other thing is that the, the, this is um, complemented by the writings in the Quran and in the um, the Hindu writings that they also acknowledge that same truth that uh, that this is not just a mythical thing but it's a reality that actually happened in history at a point in time and uh, the fact that they acknowledge that as well I think is to me quite incredible but obviously the 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 eyewitnesses were those in the Gospels uh, Matthew Mark Luke and John who were there they actually saw it um, and then there's uh, on top of that there's the 500 as well we are taking calls on 1800 316 316 let's hear from graham in tasmania hello graham welcome hello, along Neil. Uh, you know the world with many many christian churches and a lot of the people say follow the far forefathers well, the forefathers to me would be jesus christ and the apostles follow what they say Take notice deeply of what they say because time is coming that we, our life, our spiritual life is going to depend on it. There's going to be many deceptions in the very near future. Matthew 24 spells that out. Jesus said, don't go into the field about looking for God on the earth. He's not there. But I will come in the clouds and every eye shall see me. And there's so much deception in the world about Christianity. We need to look into the Bible and blow the cobwebs off. Get rid of all the crap that we've been told by our uh, men, uh, ministers that actually have never really studied the Bible. We need to get deep into it. A good encouragement there, Graham. Your response, uh, uh, Graham McDonald? Uh, I, 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 Graham, just the fact you got the name Graham must be all right. But uh, no, seriously, Graham, I agree. One of the things I say, I, I do school scripture and... and uh, do many, many uh, areas where I, I do some teaching. I always say to them, go and have a look at what God's Word says. You, you go and check it out for yourself. Don't, don't take my word for it. Just go and check it out for yourself. And uh, you're, you're 100% right. And I think, sadly, in our busy lives today, many Christian folk do not spend that time um, reading God's Word, studying it, meditating on it, as we've been um, instructed by our Lord to do. Graham from Tassie, thanks for your call. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Wendy in Queensland. Hello, Wendy. Yes, um... Yes, I <clears throat> agree with all those things, but I'm I'm just <clears throat> bringing up because um, it is related to this subject in a way because you're talking about the compassion of Jesus and the love of God and everything like that. So I'm just um, asking for prayer because um, I know it's not quite related, but um, I think it's something that needs to be addressed as well by the churches. I've sort of been looking for a home to live in. I've um, been in my own place for over 10 years, but through different circumstances I now have to rent. And I've been looking and applying and applying and applying for myself and my son. And um, I just haven't got any accommodation. And I know two other Christian ladies around my age that have had the same thing happen, but they're single. 
And um, I know everyone probably owns their own homes and they've been supported well by their husbands and everything like that, but there are, this is a really serious issue that's going on. Wendy. And I noticed you were talking about the compassion of the Lord. I'm on, in Queensland on the Gold Coast. And, um, Wendy, let me lead a prayer for you because uh, yeah, there is something know, here. Like, Wendy, there's something here uh, that is very important, actually, when we talk about the person of Jesus. Uh, Wendy, let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord. I pray for your provision for Wendy uh, to provide the accommodation that she needs. Uh, We ask, Lord, that you intervene in her circumstances, that you turn things around, that you open opportunities, that you open doors uh, so that she might be able to testify to the goodness that you bring to her life in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 And uh, Wendy, uh, while we've got you on the phone, uh, just to uh, just to reinforce, there's something special about when we do pray and when we do have an answer to our prayer. And we might not get an answer to your prayer uh, straight away, but wait for those doors to open because when things happen, when miracles occur, when God intervenes in circumstances, do you know what that is? That is the affirmation of the truth of the scriptures that we read. Those things that we're reading in the Gospels, those things that we uh, that we study from the Book of Acts uh, by the Apostle Paul, those uh, those epistle, epistles to the churches, and when uh, when we hear of testimonies of God's answered prayer, it affirms those truths that we understand from the Gospels, from the Scriptures. Uh, from our Holy Bible. So, Wendy, thank you so much for calling in. I'm glad we were able to pray for you. And I'd hope that perhaps on another day you might call in and and, uh, tell us uh, just how God has answered your prayer. And uh, I'd look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much to Wendy from the Gold Coast in Queensland. Uh, Graham, anything to add to what I've just been talking about? No, just that what occurred to me is that uh, Jesus did say that Come to me, you that are heavy laden, and um, I'll give you I'll give you rest. Um, you know, I, I would just encourage Wendy, as you have just done, to pray to the Lord. Say, Lord, the Lord knows the situation, knows Wendy's um, circumstances, and also Wendy mentioned other women as well. So you know, maybe there's there's someone there on the Gold Coast who uh, is a part of an organisation or a group that could help Wendy and other women who are in a in similar situations and. Again, that would be something that uh, I would believe the Lord would be only too pleased to um, respond to. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. We are talking perceptions of Jesus, the best-known person ever, taking calls 1-800-316-316. Graham MacDonald from Did You Know is our guest. And, uh, Graham, let's take another quick couple of calls. Running short of time a little, but let's hear from Lee in Camerwheel. Hello, Lee. Welcome along. Good morning, Neil and Graham. Hi, Lee. Lee, what are your thoughts? Uh, Amen to the prayer and the encouragement you just gave to Wendy Neal. He does know, he does care, and he answers our prayer. That's right, and uh, it was my privilege to be able to pray. Uh, Lee, your thoughts on our conversation today? Yes. Graham, I've been interested in what the Quran has to say about various areas, and I found a verse in there where it says that it wasn't really Jesus who died. It was someone who looked like him. Have you run across that particular one? I don't. No, have the no I haven't actually. N- not in the Quran. I haven't. Re- I haven't. Um, I actually have um, 
No, I haven't come across that, Lee, to be honest with you. Um, there's, there's others that I've read that, that uh, um, Muhammad actually gives Jesus credit for giving life. Um, there's some other, to me, there's some quite positive ones in there, but I must confess I haven't come across that, Lee. Uh, Lee, if I was adding to that, as I understand it, Islam teaches the rejection of divinity. In other words, they say that Jesus was not God incarnate. As Christians, we believe that Jesus is God incarnate. In other words, God born of the Virgin. Uh, and so they don't see that Jesus is the Son of God uh, in, according to their interpretations of the Quran. So what we're doing, I guess, is uh, bringing uh, those words from the Quran, saying that, in fact, does agree uh, with uh, Christ and our understanding of him, but uh, their standard teaching might not necessarily agree in that way. Does that answer that uh, for you, Lee? Yes, Neil, thank you. Lee thanks. from Camerwheel, thanks so much for being part of uh, 2020. And uh, one more call. Let's hear from Alan, who's on the road in a motorhome. Whereabouts are you calling from, Alan? G'day there, Neil. Um, we're, we're in a place called Maruja, um, yes. not far from Batemans Bay on the, on the New South Wales coast. Wonderful but you spot. Know what? We, uh, for some months, we haven't been able to get Christian radio, which was, which was really sad because, uh, you know, I love vision and what it stands for. and only a couple of days ago, I said, and my wife was there, I said, oh, Lord, I wish I could find vision. And I've got, I've got another radio, and I turned it on, and there it was. So that was really great. <laughs> fantastic. Absolutely God answering prayer so again. <laughs> we're, taking the, we're taking the gospel around Australia. We're from New Zealand, my wife and I, and uh, I, I got ordained as an evangelist about five years ago. And it's wonderful to be able to, um, you know, to, to, to see God's word all over the place. But I've got a really good quote here um, by Andy Stanley. And if anyone's got a pen and paper, you may want to write this down because it's very, very, uh, very, very true. It is with it, Alan. It says, if a man can predict his own death and resurrection and pull it off, I just go whatever with that man says. Now, that was actually Andy Stanley apparently said that. And I think that's so fantastic, isn't it? If a man can predict his own death and resurrection and pull it off, well, I just go with whatever that man says. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Alan, that is... With that, I'd suggest. You know what, Alan, uh, that quote is profound. And you know what? We have only just scratched the surface in this conversation today. And time's run out and we're not going to be able to continue it. Focus on the families coming. But we haven't even got uh, to the point of talking about what's called theophanies or Christophanies, the appearances of Christ uh, throughout the history of the children of Israel. And when we get to those prophecies, Jesus predicting his own death, his own resurrection. And yeah. when he did rise from the dead, not changing all the things that he'd said before, because somehow or other the experience had altered his teaching. Uh, we have just a wonderful Savior who has so much amazing evidence and proof for who he is, the Son of God. Uh, it is just amazing. Alan, I've got to let you go, but thank you so much for joining us today on 2020 for your contribution. We have run out of time too, Graham, and I know that people will be wanting to perhaps uh, get a hold of your fairly uh, insightful but fairly basic article on the latest uh, Did You Know page. Uh, Graham, how can people get a hold of some of the things you've been talking about today? Well, if they like to go on to www.didyouknow.info, um, 
that will be po- the uh, probably the first um, article that will come up about um, the Jesus of history and what we've been talking about today. And, uh, yeah, and, again, you know, if there's comments or people have got questions, they want to... Um, Send them through the uh, through our from our website. Only too pleased to respond to them. And there might be some studious people who might uh, venture more and find out some more detail about other world religions. It's not a wrong thing to have a comparison of our Christianity to world religions. And you know why we say that? Because Christianity is very confident in the evidence and in the authenticity and the empowerment that comes from understanding the Scriptures. We're not so uh, guarded when it comes to that sort of thing, although the encouragement, of course, and I imagine that you'll agree, Graham, is to get to know Jesus through the Gospels, uh, through what uh, the writings in the New Testament uh, speak of him, and, uh, and to understand who he is and to get to know him as Lord and Saviour. And, uh, Graham, we've run out of time. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of uh, this conversation today. No doubt we'll have another opportunity in the, the near, t- near future to, uh, to unlock another a topic or two. But uh, uh, didyouknow.info is the website if you want to pursue that and uh, perhaps even uh, drop Graham a, uh, an email line. Graham, thanks so much for being with us today. My my. Uh, thank you, Neil. Appreciate the opportunity. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.